0: Welcome to the enlightening motherhood community. Here you will find a non-judgmental community offering support to mothers raising children with extra challenges. This community was created for you to empower moms who love their children deeply but are also overburdened, overwhelmed, or just plain stressed out. We are the place for moms who sometimes find themselves feeling at the end of their rope and are looking for hope and light. Join us as we help you enlighten motherhood. Hello, hello, this is Emily. Today we are going to delve into the blessing of vulnerability. Specifically, how can we use vulnerability to replace negative comparison with compassion? To help deliver this message, I've invited my friend, Chelsea B., to talk about this lesson that she has learned over and over again. I love this interview and the valuable message being delivered, and I hope that you do, too. Enjoy! Today, I am interviewing Chelsea Hansen, creator of the podcast Beyond the Picket Fence, and I am so thrilled to have her today. Chelsea, can you tell us briefly about yourself?
1: Yes, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I feel like I have found a long lost sister. So I'm so grateful to be here. I love your podcast. I love everything you're doing. Um, Okay, about me. I am Chelsea Hansen. I have a husband. We have been married coming on 10 years in August. Um, So that's a big one coming up. I have two kids. I have a eight-year-old daughter and a five-year-old son. And we're hoping that's it because I can only handle two. um i love the color yellow and i'm just really really passionate about spreading kindness and joy and really the light of christ so yeah that's me i love to sing and dance (laughs) chelsea and i connected
0: through um being similar in our podcast um goals even though we have slightly different target audiences and it's just been great to get to know you i feel like I feel like we get, like you said, we just get along so well. And my favorite color is also yellow. So
1: What? I didn't know that. How cool. <laughs> <That is funny. laughs> Sunshiny
0: people. <laughs> so for people listening, Chelsea's podcast is so full of her story. Um, we're not going to talk about that much on this particular interview. So if you want to know more about her, I do recommend you go over and give a listen. Her, her, your story is your very first episode, right? Yes. And then you kind of weave bits and pieces of your story into all the episodes. You do it so beautifully also.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. I really just like to get real and everyone, I I share all my thoughts and all the things that people don't like to talk about. I say them out loud, kind (laughs) of a blessing and a curse. (laughs) So
0: tell us beyond the picket fence. What does that mean? Like what, what is your goal with your
1: podcast? Sure. So it's, crazy because I randomly had this idea to start a podcast uh, a long time ago, a very long time ago, like my sisters and I were kind of joking about it. And then I was like, actually, that is a really cool idea. And my whole life, I've had this natural ability to be able to kind of walk into people's lives and ask them those tricky questions that people don't want to share, but people, I guess, kind of feel my love. And then they just tell me like their deepest, darkest secrets. So I have just been so inspired. I'm like, these people's stories need to be heard. And so my goal really is, well, when the name came to me, I remember I was sleeping and I kind of had this like weird half awake moment and a sentence popped in my head and it was just like beyond the picket fence. And I was like, Oh, that's really cool because the picket fence is representative of perfection and you know that's like the it's uh what is it called a saying what's that called when people say like it's a symbol or it's symbolic of like the perfect life right
0: yeah like an analogy
1: analogy thank you I knew you would know what it what I was thinking <laughs> <Not always. laughs> the analogy of a perfect life and especially since social media has gotten really big it's really easy to share those moments of perfection and it's really easy to be looking through everyone else's life and to just see the picket fence um so my goal is really to open the fence open the gates almost actually tear it down tear down the white picket fence facade and get to know what's really going on because everyone has a crazy, intense, hard, difficult journey that we're not seeing. And so I really want to encourage kindness, um, compassion for ourselves and for others. Some people compare, you know, and it's comparison as in a way that's like, oh, I'm so better than them and it can get judgy. And then I would say the majority, especially probably of your audience and my Mm -hmm. audience, moms. I think it's a lot easier to be hard on ourselves when we see someone else's kids all dressed up and sitting so nicely at church and your kids are screaming and crying. I, I literally had my kid in like pajama pants and a t-shirt one time at church, but that was my best that day. <laughs>
0: hey, You made it. That was like, if anyone knew the personal battle that you were facing, they would have been high-fiving you like, Hey mama, you are here. And <laughs> that is amazing.
1: Yes, exactly. So I really just hope to normalize not being okay and that it's okay. And if we could connect with each other and learn these things about each other, we would actually love each other more and ourselves more.
0: Oh, that's so beautiful.
1: What do you feel
0: that, because you're doing all sorts of interviews with really diverse people, um, do you feel like you've learned anything so far getting to know... You say you get their deep dark secrets, but you do it really in such a loving, kind way. That's why they don't mind telling you. It's not like you're smearing gossip everywhere, right? But you're, you're kind of going in and having this like, hey, we're not okay and it's okay and I still love you the way you are
1: um, moment. Mm-hmm.
0: But anyways, what do you feel like you're learning from interviewing so many different types of people?
1: I'm really learning... Literally everyone has a story. Like I was just kind of guessing that and hoping it, but there's people that I I have now kind of have like a, if you want to tell your story on my show, you have to fill out a form and like, give me a little spiel about it. But before, you know, I had that growing, I had to just find random people who I'm like, you seem vulnerable, come on my show. Every time I was surprised, even my own sister, my second episode, my own sister, I thought we were going to be talking about infertility. We talked about eating disorders. We talked about the pressure of being a mother after facing infertility. I had no idea. I had no idea. This is my sister, you guys. Like when we give someone the space to open up and say like, what what has happened to you? What is going on in your life? People really just need to tell their stories. And what I've learned too is there have been people who I don't agree with everything. You know, I don't agree with all of the same political or beliefs or anything like that. But people that I've talked to that, I, that aren't interviewed yet, excuse me, I just choked. <coughs> people that I've talked to that I haven't interviewed yet, but just in like everyday life, I'm finding that the reason that they disagree with me on certain things is never the reason that I think it is. It's because they lived a hard life to Mm. get to that point, to get to that decision. So I've found, especially in motherhood culture and church culture, I have found kind of that utopia place of where you can honor your beliefs and give someone else space to honor their beliefs. And you guys can exist together, not only like being cordial around each other, but you can actually love each other and totally disagree. It is possible and it's Mm. amazing.
0: It really is. Oh, that gave me goosebumps. Um, But no, I agree. I, I say often, you don't have to agree with someone to try to understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. And especially as we're heading into just a governor political race here, but you know, it's coming up. Um, it's just good to remember, people might have different beliefs, and it's okay, you can still love them. You can even try to see where they're coming from without agreeing with them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like one person you could go into their house like just putting it in motherhood let's just like simmer down straight to motherhood right one person's house you can walk into and it is totally clean and instead of thinking this person is better than me because their house is so clean that person maybe has to clean or else they will have panic attacks like and then you could go into another house it's like totally a mess and you could think oh these people need to clean their house but that mother has gone out of bed that day and that was her best that day Like, there's no room for the comparison in any of it because some people's best is a clean house and it doesn't mean anything about you. And some people's best is a dirty house and that doesn't mean anything about you or them.
0: That is a beautiful message. Um, So I asked you, I'm trying to find it. I had it all written down, but I said, if you could summarize the message that you would want to give to my listeners based on what you've learned with your podcast and in general with your life, what would it be? And you said, quote, we can replace negative comparison with compassion through vulnerability.
1: Do you want to mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, that is just what I have found to help me. I, full disclosure, I like to keep it real. I know you do too. I have always struggled with jealousy and comparison, like maybe like some people I talk to and they're like comparison is great because it helps you like stay competitive and see what you like in other people and then work hard to get that. And I'm like, oh, no, that did not. That's not how it worked for me. <laughs> comparison for me was everyone is better than me. I'm not enough. Um, every once in a while, it's the judgment of like, dang, that girl's kids are crazy, but not usually like that's probably first, my that's kids. It's OK. No, I have not met your kids. <laughs> No, actually, since becoming a mother, that thought has never entered my mind. <laughs> People who think that's a not Those are the pre-mother thoughts, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, um, what was the question? I just got distracted. <laughs> oh yeah, jealousy. Okay, so yeah, full disclosure, jealousy and comparison for me has been like putting myself down or always just giving everyone else the benefit of the doubt. Um, and really the only thing I could find to combat that is vulnerability. I was reading Brene Brown, um, Daring Greatly. After I heard Brene Brown's TED talk, and I followed all of her stuff, I love Brene Brown. But something hit me a little funny with Brene Brown is she always talked about how hard it was to be vulnerable. So it's like difficult, it's hard, it's scary. And my whole life, I've been vulnerable, and people are drawn to it. And sometimes I'm really embarrassed. And that's why I think other people are better than me, because I literally used to pray at night that heavenly father or every morning before school for like two months in high school. And I think in junior high, I used to pray all the time, heavenly father, please help me be quiet and calm and like help me keep my own secrets. And there's not anything about me that I, that no one knows I have zero secrets. (laughs) And it's not like just my husband knows. It's like everyone knows because I cannot keep a secret, but, um, then I read this book and it talked about how vulnerability is a superpower. And I was like, oh my gosh, this, if I can lean into vulnerability and cultivate it, maybe it could help with my jealousy. Maybe it could help with my comparison. And as I did that, I went, um, you'll have to hear more. I have, a, I have a son that has a heart defect. Um, you can hear more about that story um, in my podcast, but there was a time in my life where I was in the homes of other people and they were in my home helping me and I heard everyone's story. And as I grew closer to each woman and heard their story, that comparison just totally melts away. There's just no room for it because they need me and I need them. We all need each other. We're all struggling. (laughs) And even if it's someone I don't like and I hear their story, I don't have to love them and hang out with them every day, but I do find respect for them and so, yeah, vulnerability that i tried to pray away my whole life has actually been what has been curing and replacing my comparison. Even now, because I got off of social media for a while, I'm back on to try to you know build my audience or whatever. And even now, if I see a person that I feel like, oh, this person's better than me, I reach out to them and I ask them about themselves and usually can get them to tell me a little bit of their story every time i'm shocked every single time and i'm like oh my gosh everyone's just a human i can't believe it (laughs) no robots around here huh (laughs) nobody's (laughs) perfect
0: oh that's great and that's so true we tend to compare our weaknesses with other people's strengths too and it's hard um i have a friend that i was doing this just recently and i was I didn't even realize what I was doing. I was trying to build her up and tell her how amazing she is by saying, oh yeah, when I was in my third trimester, I was like, um, I can't even get on the ground to clean the bathroom. And I had to hire someone to clean my bathrooms for me. But this lady was redoing her porch, like pouring cement and and digging up the stuff. and, And she was days away from her due date. And I kind of was trying to build her up by saying, oh man, Look at how amazing you are and look at how hard it was for me. And she kind of got really upset. She's like, you know, very well, this pregnancy was tough for me in my second trimester. Yours was easy in your second trimester. Don't put me on a pedestal. (laughs)
1: Like
0: she put me exactly where I needed to be. Just remembering that even though she is amazing and she is wonderful, she's human too. And to not take that
1: away from her. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to cut yourself down to make someone else amazing. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's something that's hard to learn. That one's hard for me too.
0: <laughs> that's a good lesson also.
1: It's good to have those friends that you say something like I always say in front of one of my friends, like my daughter should be the mother of this family. And she goes, don't say that. Don't cut yourself down like that. And I'm always like, oh, yes. Thank you for reminding me.
0: <laughs> it is good. That's good. Good to surround yourself with people like that. Um, You've mentioned vulnerable a lot. Can you just define it in your words? I know there's a lot of different definitions of what it means, but what does it mean to you to be vulnerable?
1: Man, that's a huge question. Um, Vulnerable to me. I guess I just use that word because that's what I learned from Brene Brown, but Uh for me, vulnerable just means I'm really not afraid to put anything out there. I'm not afraid of loving someone fully to get her probably because i'm blessed and i haven't had a ton of you know childhood trauma or like my parents are married they still love each other which after interviewing a ton of people i've realized that's very unique to have parents that love each other is huge so i'm so grateful um but it like i'm just open and real and i wear my heart on my sleeve if if i'm thinking it i'm probably saying it And I think that one thing that I do need to learn is boundaries on, because maybe there are ways that vulnerability is not always great or not always, like sometimes I get other people uncomfortable because I forget other people don't like to share as much. Um, So I need to be more respectful of that. But just being open and real, I guess I don't, I've never thought of that actual question. (laughs)
0: Oh, it's good, and I think it's putting yourself in a position where you could be wounded. I think that's one of the literal definitions of vulnerable. Let's see. I'm going to Google it really quick.
1: Yeah, Google it because I just feel. It says capable of being
0: physically or emotionally wounded, open to attack or damage. So that
1: sounds way more intense than what I think that I feel like I'm doing.
0: But you're putting your heart on your sleeve, and you're kind of opening yourself up even though sharing those
1: things that most people wouldn't want to share yeah like and sometimes it's embarrassing like i picked my nose and ate my boogers so i was like i don't know 15 like way too old (laughs) (laughs) like vulnerable is is just like saying uncomfortable things out loud that everyone's thinking but a lot of people aren't willing to say out loud and you know what you
0: were saying oh sometimes maybe i overshare and it's it's good to, you know, especially with people like me that have ADHD, we tend to overshare, we have that impulsivity where we don't filter as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is good, I'm trying to filter more and be more conscious of what I'm saying. But also at the same time, it's the idea of be yourself and your tribe will find you, mm-hmm. right? Like, some people might be uncomfortable that you share so openly but at the same time there's other people that love it and those are the people that will be attracted to you
1: yes and one thing i have been learning recently um with if anyone else has this like overly sharing (laughs) thing i have been realizing how to use it in motherhood and how sometimes like me and my husband talk openly about um his work in front of my daughter and she's been really scared. And I realized, Oh my gosh, some things we shouldn't, not that I'm trying to hide them, but some things we shouldn't really talk about in front of our kids. Cause in my mind, I'm like, it doesn't matter. They have to get used to it, It's their life. But I'm like, Oh, I can be more mindful and talking about, you know, vulnerable things that are my kids' privacy. Like I've had to learn Mm -hmm. to cultivate the privacy of my husband. Like even though he's my husband and it's my story too, it's not mine to share so really i'm vulnerable with my own stuff and i'm really trying super hard to learn those boundaries and to protect other people's information because I forget I just yeah. forget that people don't like to talk about stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. No,
0: I understand I, I absolutely understand where you're coming from on that. Okay, so specifically thinking of my target audience moms who feel strained by the challenges that they're facing in motherhood how do you believe that they can be blessed by being like blessed by other people being authentic towards them and how can they be blessed by being authentic or vulnerable themselves
1: Mm, okay it's
0: kind of a double question so one is how are like, so we'll say for me, for Emily, how is Emily blessed when other people are vulnerable or authentic?
1: So Mm -hmm. it's kind of
0: one part. And how is Emily blessed by being
1: vulnerable? Oh, I love it. Okay. So for me, the biggest thing is when others are vulnerable and authentic for us because mothers, especially your target audience, I think mothers, overwhelmed mothers feeling heavy, burdened, um, just, uh, I know you have like neurodiverse children who, you know, your kids may not be, your, your kids may be the ones that don't get invited to the birthday party, your kids. It seems like you're the only hot mess in the world. And when you can start to, when, when you can find ways to help others be vulnerable with you it's hard because it's their choice you know you can't force someone to be authentic with you but if you can try and cultivate a relationship where they feel free to share stuff with you and then it really just tears down that wall that kind of you use to tear yourself down if that makes Mm -hmm.
0: sense no it really
1: does and i love the thought because i think
0: sometimes we want to put on this show of who we think other people want us to be. Mm -hmm. But then people end up making friends with someone that's not us. And so it's not a really deep and real friendship. Whereas if we can just let that picket fence come down and Mm -hmm. they see who we really are, maybe they won't be our friends, but that's okay because we would rather be friends with somebody that likes us for who we really are. And then we have that real deep friendship.
1: Yes, and there's some people that are very much one-on-one friendships like some people when i was doing research for my show some people only feel comfortable being vulnerable with like maybe five people in their whole life and some people it's easy and they just they know that if, if they can just be authentic with everyone then even if they get hurt most of the time they won't you know most of the time it's a blessing so if you're one of those people that can only be vulnerable with like a handful of people then yeah You've got to I guess this is getting into how it blesses you, but you've got to just be yourself so that you can find find your tribe and not be offended. If someone's not your tribe, it's so hard. Nobody likes to be not liked. Right. Like, I don't want to be disliked, but I saw a shirt the other day on someone on Facebook and it said, I'm not for everyone. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I really love that shirt. (laughs) No one can be liked by literally everyone. It's impossible. Yes.
0: And it's not that we should, I wouldn't encourage people to go around and try to be a jerk and try to scare people off. Although no, no, that no. is what I did dating my husband, but that is a story for another day. <laughs> um, anyways, um, me and my rabbit holes.
1: <laughs> okay. But, I love it. Every time you give me one of those little carrots, I'm like, oh, we need to go. We need to dig down we, that hole more. To,
0: <laughs> no, just. When, when my husband and I were dating, my sister was going through a really, really ugly divorce. And so I was very skittish. The closer that I got to him, the more uncomfortable that I felt knowing that he would want to maybe get married to someone someday and that someone may end up being me. And so I wanted to, I kind of almost pushed him away a little bit to um, make sure that he really did like me um, yeah. for who I was like. I wanted to go running with him so he could be around me when I was stinky. (laughs) So I planned on purpose to go running and I hadn't showered and and a lot of things like that. But I'm glad that I did because he ended up knowing me for who I really am even on my bad days. But um, you don't really need to do that with friends. (laughs) <laughs> friends. Like, I'm so glad he stuck around he's the best but, um, you know we don't need to try to be mean to people or try to be jerks to scare them off we, we should still be kind and loving and mm-hmm. generous and all of the good things that we want to be but we don't do it to try to get them to be our friends we do it because we feel good doing it because it's the kind of person that we want to be
1: because we have to honor ourselves that's what I would say not not to be like a psycho crazy person but just make sure you're honoring yourself And then one more thing I thought of for other people being vulnerable with you and authentic with you is that is a huge blessing because when you're in those moments when your kid is in the hospital or one of your kids with ADHD is having a tantrum and you don't know what to do, those are the friends you call because you trust them and you would sit and cry with them on a couch. Those are the friends you call. Yes
0: those are the ones you know aren't going to judge you and turn up a nose when you're at
1: your lowest mm-hmm. and that's how it turns into a blessing because we just lift each other
0: oh that's great okay this is good i i love so much this matches that you're sharing i love that you came and took the time to meet with me and share it on my podcast today do you have any other message that you would want to give listeners
1: Especially your listeners, I would just say give yourself a little grace. I don't know if you, any of you are like me, mothering is really, really hard. And whether your story is as crazy as your, like my next episode, the lady's father murdered her mother, like that's oh. a crazy story. And then another story is like, I just really struggle with depression. Whether your story is on, uh, whoever's scale is measuring, whatever your story is, it is hard for you. Hard is hard, is hard, it's hard. So don't judge yourself. Don't cause yourself pain that's unnecessary. Try to have grace for yourself, grace for others. And just in general, people are doing the best they can. So whatever grace you would give someone else, give yourself. And if you tend to be a judgmental person of others, then give more grace to others. <laughs> because <laughs> we're all just doing the best that we can
0: oh i love it okay chelsea so if any listeners want to find you where could they find you
1: ah oh, you're so sweet okay um my instagram handle is at beyond with chelsea i'm very new to instagram so it's definitely probably different than anything you've seen on Instagram, a very real, I literally have a video of like myself singing as an alien <laughs> because I'm just a weirdo. <laughs> Cause you are you and we love you
0: for who you are.
1: Yes. Um, and then I do have a secret corner of the internet where people can just come and just be themselves and not see as much perfection on the internet. So it is a Facebook group called Beyond the Picket Fence Community at www.facebook.com groups slash beyond the picket fence
0: awesome i will put the links in show notes and of course they can find your podcast on all of the major platforms right
1: yes and i will be telling emily's whole story soon with all the rabbit holes so oh my definitely, if you want to know her dark deep <laughs> secrets
0: you really got me to tell you something i don't even know if my husband knew some of the things i was telling you from
1: fourth grade <laughs> oh yeah well in one of her episodes if you guys remember if you've listened to her past episodes she said something like i used to be clickish," but that's a whole different rabbit hole so i contacted her. i'm like i would like to go down that rabbit hole with you please and she's like oh wow really <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't even as bad as you thought you are a beautiful person
0: Oh, thank you. So are you, Chelsea. And thank you again for, for joining us on this episode. Okay. I hope you loved this interview as much as I did. Now, if anything Chelsea said resonated with you, be sure to go check her out. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to drop us a review and tell us what you love about it. Seriously, every positive review means so much to us. Thank you and have a beautiful day.